Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. God bless you. Go ahead and grab a seat, amen, this morning. I'm going to jump into the word real quickly here and minister to us here, amen. And uh, I want to just ask a few questions here today, amen. How many here are waiting for an answered prayer? Come on, how many are lifting up some things and saying, you know what, I'm waiting, I'm still, how many are still waiting? Come on, there's a prayer that you've been doing, praying that you've been asking, and, and it just still hasn't come, but you're waiting on that. How many are looking for a breakthrough in this place? Come on, somebody, we're looking for a breakthrough, we're looking for, a, to get a, 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 to get over that hump in our lives, that looks, that, there's certain things in our lives that stop us from destiny. Stop us from the, the fulfillment of what God wants to do in our lives and through our lives. And so there are walls in some of these classes that are, are taking place that, that, that go with our past and our emotionally discipleship, amen. Some of those deal with that stuff in there. But th- those, as you guys went through the class, you understand there were some things in your life that stopped you from going farther, they're, they become anchors into our lives, and so God is the one that breaks off those chains and, and sets us free. How many want to be free in this place? Come on, somebody say me. Hallelujah. So, so how many here are still praying to get more rooted? Come on, come on. Somebody say rooted. Somebody say root, root. Come on. Come on. How many here are planting seeds of hope, seeds of blessing, seeds of advancing? Come on, somebody. Come on, we're looking for these things within our lives, amen, and it's good to to have that time and moment, amen, but how many know it's a continuous flow, a continuous flow of moving forward and not going backwards? God is there to take us forward. Can somebody say amen? So today I want to minister on the message entitled, We, say I, we have a right to reap. We have a right to reap. And I'm talking about growth, I'm talking about increase, I'm talking about all those things that you've been waiting for, those things that you've been praying for, those things that, that break through that you're looking for, amen, and waiting for to come through in your life. I'm talking about gathering your harvest. Somebody say, my harvest. My harvest. Come on, we want to move past the past. We all move past those things that, that tie us down, those things that, that stop us from advancing, those things that, that, you know what, we've been praying for. Some of you guys have been praying, I want to be blessed. I, I want better financial security. I, I want my marriage blessed. I want these things blessed in my, come on, anybody praying for that? Come on, we, we want this, amen. How many, how many know it's, it's okay to have finances? Come on, it's okay to, to have some money in the bank, amen. It's okay to be blessed in those, how many know that God wants to bless you in those areas? Come on, he doesn't want you to stay in the same place. It's okay to have things, amen, as long as things don't have you. Come on, God wants to bless you. He's a God of blessing. So I'm talking about gathering a harvest that God has planted for us, amen. How many in this place want to reap? Come on, somebody, hallelujah. You know, the definition of reap means this, to obtain, to win, to receive a reward, to receive from the fruit of your labor. 
Come on, some of you guys say, man, I've been here since I was eight years old, amen. Come on, I hope you just don't come, and once you start to plug in, and once you start to labor for the world, you want to see some fruit from that. Come on, we, we see fruit right now with Noah, amen. That's, a, that's, that's part of the fruit, amen. That's part of the blessing, amen. That's part of our family. Not only that, but now a husband, amen, hallelujah. These things, amen, are part of the fruit of the labor. As you work hard, God then releases. Somebody say, give it to me. Come on, so we're looking to be reaped. I mean, I hope you came into this place saying, man, if I work hard, I want to reap. I, I, want, I want some fruit for my labor, amen. Listen, if you have faith to sow, anyone sowing in this place, then you have a right to reap. You got you to understand that. It's part of the law. You reap what you and so if you sow into something good and you're praying for something good, then you have a right to reap from that. Can somebody say amen? Come on, I'm here to let you know that your harvest is just around the corner. Come on, you, you, you cannot give up and you cannot give in, church. The devil, amen, is huffing and puffing in right now, amen. He's roaming, like I said, amen. He's seeking to devour everything that God has for you, everything that he wants you to reap, amen. The devil is going around, amen, stopping you from reaping and from gathering your harvest. But we all deal with this adversary, amen, Satan, amen, whose job, amen, is to steal, kill, and destroy what God wants you to reap. Come on, John 10, 10 says this, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I, speaking of Christ, it says, I come to that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Come on, how many want the abundant life? Come on, come on, anybody say, give me just the bad life. Come on, I hope you don't pray that. We want the abundant life. We want the everlasting life. We want the, the fruit, amen, from our labor. We want all that God wants to give us. The devil hits us with problems in order to rip off our harvest. Come on, somebody. Why you're going through things is because the devil doesn't want you to have anything. Come on, somebody. He doesn't want you to advance. He doesn't want you to move forward within yourself, in the things of God, and even, as I said, in finances. Who says that you're supposed to just make that much money? Come on. Skies are the limit for God. He can bless you. Amen. Come on. As long as you're faithful with the little, you'll be faithful with what? The much. See, once you've proven yourself, amen, then God starts to release those blessings to you. Can somebody say amen? amen? Come on. He doesn't want you to grow. The devil doesn't want you to increase in your life. He doesn't want you to win, or he doesn't want this church to continue. But as we wait, somebody say wait. wait. Come on. As we wait, as we stay faithful, we can sometimes kind of feel, amen, and they mentioned it here, that when is it going to turn around for me? Come on. Well, I don't feel blessed. I don't feel happy, amen. I've been sowing. I've been sowing, but pastor, I haven't been reaping, amen. When is it going to turn around for me? I know it turned around for them. I know it break, there was breakthrough for them, but what about me? You ever felt like that? When's, when is it my turn? Come on, when is it? And so during that time, we got to stay faithful. During that time, we got to continue to wait, church. There are times where we ask, where's my harvest? Come on, somebody. You ever felt like that? Man, they're getting blessed. How about me? 
He's getting blessed. How, why not me? They're blessed. Why, why, why not us? You ever felt like that? Come on, there's, there's times and seasons, amen. If you've been faithful, sowing and planting and working, come on, and no harvest, amen. Come on, we kind of feel like, man, all this talk about giving, all this talk about faithfulness, all this talk about doing this and doing that for the kingdom, amen, and staying faithful and not giving into the flesh, amen, and still you see no harvest. Where's the harvest? I'm here to let you know. If you sow, you have a right to reap. You have a right to reap, church. But sometimes you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to continue to work. You're going to have to continue to sow. You're going to have to continue to plant those seeds. Come on, somebody. Come on, just because you don't see your harvest right away doesn't mean you quit. Can somebody say amen? See, in the book of Genesis, chapter 26, Verse 1, it says this. Now, I just want to read a part of that. It says, now there was a famine in the land. You don't hear that word too much today. You don't hear there's a famine. You don't hear the word famine mentioned. It's not, it's not part of a, a, a ordinary talk, amen, everyday talk, amen. But famine is symbolic. It means problems. It means bondage. It means lack of. It means limitations. And when you have those things within your life, amen, it makes you not feel happy. It does. It makes you not feel blessed. So in our text here, it says that there was a, a famine in the land, amen. But if you read a little further and go down to verse 12 of Genesis 26, it says this. Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Isaac sowed, Isaac reaped, and God, because God blessed him. Somebody say, bless me. Come on. Isaac sowed and planted in the land, the land, listen, that was going through the famine. You got you to you catch this, church. It says there was a famine in the land. In that same land, Isaac sowed. Isaac planted in the land that was going through the famine, and he reaped a hundredfold. Listen, Isaac discovers something more powerful than what his eyes were seeing. Come on, something more powerful than the famine. See, sometimes, church, all we see is lack of. Come on, somebody. All we see is problems. Come on. Pastor Victor was saying, you know what? I got away from social media because all we see, we turn on the TV, problems, shooting, this, that, amen. It's a lack of, amen. And sometimes us, all we see as a church sometimes, even as a Christian, amen, we see that nothing's changing, amen. When can I get my breakthrough? Come on, somebody say amen. Come on. If you, come on. But can you just remember just a little month ago, you all were excited. Come on, we, we're at the, at the well. Come on, we're at our conference, amen. Yet we still have problems in our conference. But yet you didn't see that. You were seeing your breakthrough. You were seeing that God is about to move. You know what? You came excited. You didn't see it. I got some problems still, but God's going to do something at the well. We came expecting. We came saying excited for things like that, amen. We were saying, woo, 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 woo. Nobody's saying, woo, 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 no more. 
We're not even saying rudette. Come on, we got our shirts today, amen, because it's T-shirt day, amen. But do you still stand on that? Are you still saying, I'm going to be rooted in God, amen, through my famine, through my lack of, through the limitations in my life? Come on, somebody. We're excited. Just over a month ago. Man. We should play that on the TV and show what you guys are doing and show when you were at the altar jumping and show when someone was speaking a word over you and you were excited with it and say, I'm taking that. You came, God, you were asking and God gave you what you needed at the well. But your focus shifted. Listen, back to your famine. But Isaac here, in this part of scripture, discovered a principle that had that held more potential than what he was seeing. See, Isaac reached from his seen world, from his problem world, from his famine world, from the, the lack of world, the limitation world. Come on. See, Isaac was part of the land that was in the famine. So all he really seen was problems, uh, situations, uh, people going through uh, circumstances and all this stuff. Amen. But Isaac reached from that seen world into the unseen world, into the promises of God, to the hope of God, the blessings of God, the harvest of God, the eternal church. And he's seen into the unseen world and discovered, listen, you've got to get a hold of this. He discovered the power, that the, that the power of faith has more power than the famine. Say, my faith has more power than what I see. If all you see is problems and situations, you got to see beyond that. See, he saw the problems. He saw the famine. He saw the dryness. He saw all the hardness in that land. And so he reached out to from his seen world to the unseen world. And he's seen through the eyes of grace. He's seen through the promises of God. And he saw something that had more faith, amen, than the famine that he was seeing. And it was his faith. Come on, you got to have faith when you're going through some hard times. Come on, somebody say, I got to have faith. You got to have faith. Faith is what sustains us. Faith comes through his word, hearing his word. Come on, somebody. So why do we focus on our famine? What shifts in our lives, church? In 2 Corinthians chapter 4.18, it says this. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Church, if you have faith to sow, I'm here to let you know you have faith to reap. Come on, somebody. In Judges chapter 6, verse 3, it says this. Whenever the Israelites would plant planted their crops, the Midianites, the Amalekites, and other eastern people will invade the country. It says here that the, the Midianites, the, the Amalekites, which is the enemy, they would come, amen, they would come after Israel had planted, after they have sown, come on, after they have plowed the land, after they have seeded the land, as, a, as they fertilized it, as they watered it and took care of it. And it goes on to say in Judges chapter 6 that right before the harvest came, the enemy would come in and destroy their harvest. They would raid the land and kill everything, crops, animals, and all. 
That's what the devil does to you and I. Come on, you have planted? Anybody here planted? Come on, raise your hand if you plant anything. Pray for anything. Sowed any kind of seed of blessing. Come on, we all have done it. If you're people of faith, we sow. We plant in faith. Amen. Here, you understand, you're planted. You're sown in faith. You're planted and sowed in your relationships, in your marriages, in your kids. Amen. In your ministry, even within yourself. Amen. And right when the harvest was going to come. Amen. Right when the blessing was just around the corner. Amen. The enemy comes in and rips you off. Come on, somebody say hello. Come on, have you been there? Have you been down, down that street? Come on, it's there, it's coming. You've been sowing, you've been praying, you've been asking God, and God was about to move. God was about to show you something and show off how good, how his promises are good. He's there, he's faithful, amen. And then the enemy sees that and he comes and takes it. He steals something, he says something, and he rips you off. We give in, we give up, we blow up, we revert back to our old ways, we start fighting again. Come on, somebody say hello. But listen, you have to understand, you say I. You have to protect your harvest, church. You have to confront your Midianite, your Amalekite, and say, no, 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 not today, devil. Not today, not any day. You have to fight for it, amen. You've been sowing and fighting for your marriage, and now you're going to let the devil just come in and punk you? Come on, you got to fight it. You got to fight him, not fight her, not fight him. Fight him. Fight the principality that's coming to divide and conquer your home. Come on, church. Fight the right fight, amen. Come on, don't give up into your famine. You need to stay rooted and fight through. Come on, tell your neighbor, fight through. Come on, you have to understand, church. Listen, you got to understand what harvest time means. What does harvest time mean? Throw me something real quick. What does harvest mean? What does harvest mean? The word harvest. Come on. Fruit. What else? What's harvest? Throw something at me. Huh? Farming? All right, farming. Yes. What else? It's not a trick question, church. There's no wrong answer, amen. Huh? Spiritual growth, amen. Come on. You got to look what your harvest is, but we got to understand what harvest is. Come on. See, if you look at the Bible, if you go back to the Old Testament, harvest time was always a time of celebration. Come on. It was a part of celebration. Do you know that during harvest time, they were worshiping, praise God, for a whole week during harvest time? I mean, worshiping, praising God continuously all week. So listen, is it possible, listen, that the enemy is looking to take something more than just your harvest? Because if he can take your harvest away, guess what? He takes your celebration away. Come on, there's no celebrating going on right now. I'm just here to confront your, uh, your, your mini night, your Amalekite right now. Come on, where's your celebration? Are you defending your harvest? See, the enemies come in, and you think it's a growth, and you think all that, and it's part of that, but he's here to take away your praise. Come on, he's here to, wait, to take away your joy, your celebration. Come on, that's what the enemy's looking for, to take away, listen, your gratitude. Towards God. Come on. Come on. 
Come on, when you don't have a gratitude, because God, you're focused on your famine. You're focused on your problems. You're, fo- you're focused on your lack of, your limitations. So there's no praise. There's no gratitude there. So he's taking away those things from you. We must not let the fear of discouragement come in when you don't see your harvest right away. Come on, I know we've been waiting and we've been waiting. I've been waiting for 21 years for a harvest. Now, I'm not saying that God has not blessed us in these 21 years and brought increase inside of us, but this is not the harvest that he gave me, amen, or showed me, amen. He says there's a greater harvest, so I don't focus on the famine. I don't focus on the limitation. I don't focus on the problems, amen, that we face because we're going to face problems. I put my eyes on Jesus, amen, and what I've sown, I know that I'm going to reap, amen. And so you got to be that determined to reap for your harvest. Come on, if you have sown and sown and sown just to give it up to the devil, come on, then you have worked for free all those years. Come on, I don't work for free. Come on, I want to get paid. Somebody say, I want to get paid. How about you? I want to get paid, amen. I'm going to get paid my blessings. I'm going to get paid with my harvest, amen. And come on, we have victory, church. Come on, but this is not it. you got to see the bigger picture. Come on, some of us, you think it's just you, your home, your little nest, whatever. No, no, the kingdom is way bigger than all that. And so when you start to lose that, guess what? You get to lose it. We start to lose as a church. So it's not just you, church. It's not just your problems. We're advancing the kingdom of God. This is, this is kingdom business. Come on, this ain't, this ain't art, Pastor Art's house business. God will bless my house as long as I use, be used to bless his house. We're investing the kingdom of God. Come on, devil, you can huff and puff all you want. We're going to go through problems. We're going to go through storms. We're going to go through situations. But the devil's not going to make me quit. The devil's not making me give up. Amen. I know that my harvest is coming. Our harvest is coming. This church is coming. Something's about to be released, church, because we have sown and sown and sown. It's time for us to reap. Come on, somebody say, I'm reaping. Come on, you sown. You sown. If you've been saved for a long time, you sown. Long time, right? Sowing, planting, seeding. Tired? Are you giving up? Nope, still going. Come on, why? There's a harvest for us. Can't give up. We can't give up. We. We, we belong to, to a master or owner that owns everything. Why should we freak out? The economy can go down, but God's economy never goes down. It keeps going up even in the midst of famine. Come on, church. Stocks can go down, amen, but his stock never goes down. We belong to a greater kingdom. Come on, it never decreases. It always increases. And so if we're part of that kingdom, guess what? We increase with it. So, yeah, I can praise God in my famine. I can praise God in my storm and my battle and everything that comes my way, church, because God is good. Can somebody say amen? Amen. So we cannot let discouragement come in when we don't see our harvest right away. If you have faith to sow, come on, anybody have faith? Then you, say I, have a right to reap. It's part of his law. God can't go against his law. Whatever he says, whatever is written shall be done. 
He does not change. Hallelujah. Come on, he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. What he says he'll do, he'll do. It's automatic. So if we sow bad seeds, guess what? Bad things come, right? So if we sow good seeds, what happens? Good things come. You have to contend to defend your harvest. Come on, you must contend to defend your harvest. That warrior spirit, that fighter spirit inside of you has to wake up. Amen. Come on. You got to remember you are the head and you are not the tail. Come on, somebody. Come on. There is a spirit man that's inside of each one of us. That's the Holy Spirit. And so you receive Christ. The spirit dwells inside of you. And guess what? You have a right to reap if you have faith. Got to have faith. You can't claim something if you have no faith. Have a right. Where's your faith? Church, the Spirit's inside of us. He helps us. That warrior wakes up. I don't know about you. When I'm going through a trial, someone's pushing at me. That warrior spirit gets, oh, no, devil, come on. Come on, I bite my lip and everything. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Come on, you, you get all brave, amen. I even take off my shirt at times, hallelujah. Woo, that's when I get serious with the devil, man. You see my shirt off, oh, pastor's finding the devil again. <laughs> Come on. But you got to understand today, you don't get to choose your enemy. I want you to understand that you don't get to choose your enemy. Come on, the children of Israel didn't choose their enemy. The enemy decides who comes after your harvest. The enemy decides who comes after your promise. Listen, it wasn't one of the people out of the crowd of 5,000. You remember with the, with the two fishes and five loaves? Amen. It wasn't one of those people that grabbed Jesus and said, you know what? I'm not going to let you go to Jerusalem and die. It wasn't even the, the 70 that Jesus sent out two by two to go heal the sick. It wasn't even the larger group of the 12. It was one of his closest men, amen, to Jesus, amen. It was one of Peter, uh, James, and John, amen, these three men that went to, to the Garden of Gethsemane to go pray, amen, while the other nine stood outside. It was Peter, church, listen, uh, that stood up, amen, uh, the one that stood up on the day of Pentecost, the one that would preach his first message where 3,000 souls got saved. It was Peter who looked at Jesus, and in the Greek it indicates that, that Peter shook Jesus. And he says, I will not let you go to Jerusalem to suffer and to die. Jesus, who looked at his best friend at that time, who the enemy was using to try to stop him from fulfilling destiny. Jesus looked at Peter and told him what? Get thee behind me, Satan. Come on. Church, I'm here to let you know you don't get to choose your enemy. You see, it's one thing if the enemy comes against you. It's one thing if a stranger comes against you. Someone that you don't know comes against you to stop you from fulfilling God's destiny and purpose in your life. But when it's family, when it's friends, when it's been people who you invested in, prayed for, helped them through their mess, amen, people that you have defended, now they raise up a voice against you. Come on now. You don't get to choose your enemy, church. Listen, if we were able to choose our enemy, we would choose someone that we can defeat easily, right? Come on, let's just be right. 
I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I ain't, ain't going to pick no, I ain't going to fight with no big old monster in me. I ain't going to, I ain't going to fight with no brother Mario. <laughs> Heck no, I'm not going to pick a fight with that guy. I'm going to pick on a fight that can easily defeat. I'm going to pick a fight with Pee Wee Herman. Someone, amen, hallelujah. See, if you were able to choose your battles, if you were able to choose your Midianites, amen, come on, if you were able to choose those who oppose you in your ministry, uh, those who oppose you uh, within your homes, uh, in your marriages, amen, we would choose something easy. Our battles wouldn't even last long, amen. We would just dust our feet and move on forward. That was nothing. Right? You see, David, David didn't choose the bear and the lion. He didn't choose the battle with a nine-foot-tall giant named Goliath. He didn't choose the battle with King Saul. But let me ask you a question, church. Somebody say, go ahead. Would David's courage would have grown in the Lord if he just chased off an angry dog instead of slaying a lion and a bear with his bare hands? Come on, would David won the king's daughter in marriage if he would have fought a skinny Jewish teenager? Come on, instead of fighting Goliath. If you want to reap in the Lord, church, listen, you're going to have to go through some tough obstacles. You're going to have to face the bear. You're going to have to face the lion. You're going to have to face the giants in your life if there's going to be any courage in God in your life. Someone said this, a quote, if nothing is going wrong in your life, it can be that nothing's going on in your life. I got some good news for you, church. If you're going through something today, guess what? You're okay. <laughs> Come on, tell you, I'm Okay. <laughs> I thought I was jacked up, amen, but I'm okay, amen. I thought I was messed. No, you're okay. If you're going through a mess, going through some problems, you're okay. You just need to stay rooted and fight through. Somebody say, rooted. Let's bring that back, church. Come on, it's not over because the conference is over. We're rooted Christians. We got to stay rooted. It's not, it's not rooted for three days and, you know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, okay, we did our rooted thing. No one's dancing no more. Hey, what's that? What's with the root? Hey, Amen. No one's rooting no more. Come on. Don't, don't focus on the famine. Don't focus on what you see. Look into the unseen church. The promises of God. You got to have vision. You got to have vision. I have vision for this house, but I have vision for my personal house. I have vision for my marriage. I have vision for my kids. I, you got to have vision for yourself. Come on, you got to see yourself breaking that financial curse upon your life, church. You got to see yourself going into the God's blessings. You got to see yourself beyond what you see right now. Come on, you can't just look and say, this is it. No, no, you're focused on your famine. You're focused on your limitation. You're focused on your lack of where God has so much for you. You got to look into the unseen world just like Isaac did. And by faith, amen, he reaped a hundredfold. Stock market can't even do that. Buying certain things on trade on the stock market, you can't, you can't win like that the way God does. God can bless you. He wants to bless you. Amen. amen. Church, if you want to get anywhere accomplish anything in your life, 
You're going to have to get rid of the mentality of a stress-free life. Come on, there is no such thing as problem-free. Come on, there's no such thing. Give your life to Jesus and you never have a problem again. Come on, that's not our slogan, amen. That's not what we say here. Welcome to the family of God. Get ready to fight. Come on, this that's real. You're going to fight. It's going to be it's going to be tough. It's a process, right? It's a process. They understand that it was a process to get through what they need to get through to understand. But you had to go through some. They're all of them were saying it's tough. I thought it would be easy class of fun. Got my little notebook, highlighters, all this stuff. Yeah, hey, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You discover something inside of you. You discover things that you did not see before. And you discover some things that were inside of you that you didn't like about you. God exposes you through his word. Why not to hurt you, not to damage you, but to what? Make you better. Make you stronger. And say, you know what? These are the things that, that, are, that are holding you back from my promise. These are the things that are holding you back from advancing into the kingdom of God. Let me, let me, cut in, let me go in there and expose that. Defeat that because an exposed enemy is a defeated enemy, right? So he's going to expose that. That way the chain's going to be broken off. And he's only the chain breaker. It's not you. It's not anything else. It's Jesus Christ. It's the Holy Spirit that breaks off those chains that you can just go forward in God. Step into the promises of God. Start to see not only the famine, but start to see the blessings. The hundredfold. Somebody say, give me a hundredfold. Come on. There's no such thing as a stress-free life, church. John 16, 33 says, I've told you these things that, so that in me, speaking of Christ, you may have peace. Peace only comes in Christ, church. In me, you find peace. In Christ, you find peace. That you may have peace in this world, you will have trouble. Doesn't say stress-free world. Doesn't say problem-free world. It says you're going to have trouble, but take heart. Have faith. Believe in me. Believe in my word, because I have overcome this world. The Message Bible puts it like this. In this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties. Take heart. I've conquered the world. Hallelujah. Come on, you're going to have to, if you're going to reap what you've sown, listen church, somewhere down the line, you're going to have to stand up, you're going to have to square up your shoulders, amen, and you're going to have to face your adversary and say, if God be for me, then who can come against me? Hallelujah. You're going to have to stand up and say that. Come on, it can't just be a good scripture that you say. We use those scriptures, amen, when we're not going through anything. But when you're going through something, no one's quoting that. No one's saying, if God be for me, who can come against me? We're not saying those things. They're not just a pretty thing to put on a wall, church. It's something that you need to stand by and live by. Come on, you're going to have to square up your shoulders and say, come on, devil, that's it. That's enough. Get out of my house. Go on, get. Remember that? Get. Come on, stand up. Some of you guys need to do that in your house. You have not done that yet. You're going to have to get there, square up and say, no, no, devil. Get, get, get out. Let go of my kids. Let go of my husband. Husband. My husband. <laughs> Here go my wife. Come on, get out. Get. Some of you guys say, well, take my spouse with you. Hallelujah. We can't do that. And the kids. Here you go. Get. That's not the answer, church. Come on. Because we got to realize it's us. 
It's us who need the problem. Come on. It's me in the need of prayer. It's not my brother or my sister or me, oh Lord. It's me who stands in the need of prayer. Come on. We all be because you know what happens when you're doing that? You're looking at everybody else's problems. Oh, they need prayer. Oh, she, oh, oh yeah, he needs prayer. No, no, it's me in the, in the need of prayer. Come on, I, 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 need, I, need, I need to see. I, I'm seeing his problems and limitations and lack of. I'm seeing, that's the famine that stands before me. No, 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 no. God, I got to see blessings. Oh, you're going to make it through. You're going to make it through. Come on, I'm cheering for you. Come on, we can make this. Come on, don't give up. Don't give in. Come on, keep on going. Come on, church. Don't quote these things when everything's going well. Quote these things when you're going through hell. Come on, God before me. Who can come against me? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Get, get out of here. Come on, get I want to fight too, amen. Hallelujah. Get out of here. You got to grind your, get the, get. I'm going to take off my shirt, amen. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa. All right. Listen, church, the enemy that you're facing right now is just a promotion of something down the line. <laughs> Come on. If you're going through the fire right now, guess what? Your blessing is on the way. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Joseph would never ended up second in command if his jealous brothers never sold him into slavery. If there was not a wife who falsely accused him of raping him or a king that did not have the courage to defend Joseph. He knew his wife messed around. Joseph didn't choose those battles, but those battles didn't stop Joseph. Come on, it didn't back him down. He didn't give up. He faced it. He defended it, and promotion came from it. Daniel would not have been the great leader of a nation if there was no lion's den. And you won't get to where you need to be getting. You won't get to your destination unless you're willing to fight, church. Come on, you got to fight, amen. You got to contend. You got to say, this is mine. God gave it to me. I got to contend my for my harvest. You need to stay rooted and fight. Like I said before, there is so much, listen, in front of you, church, than behind you. Don't focus on your famine. Don't focus on your situations that are occurring. Go forward into the promises of God. There is so much in front of you, church. And the good news is that we don't fight alone. Come on. In 1 Samuel 17, 47, David said, this is the Lord's battle and he will give it to us. Come on. Daniel 3, 17 says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, if we are even thrown into the blaming furnace, the God that we serve is able to save us and he will rescue us from your power, your majesty. Come on. Isaiah 59, 19, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against him. Hallelujah. Isaiah 54, 29, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Amen. Uh, Romans 8, 31 says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Come on, somebody. Do you believe? Do you have faith? Come on. So if you have sown in faith, you have a right to reap. Come on, somebody. Come <sighs> on. Ah, man, I should have brought a punching bag. Should have brought a devil that can deflate right in front of you, man. Maybe some of you guys will believe, amen, that you can beat the devil. 
If the thief, listen, listen, if the thief is still in your harvest right now, guess what? He'll keep coming. If he's stealing anything from you right now, guess what? He's going to come. Church, he'll keep on coming until you defeat him. Until you root yourself and you fight him. The enemy's like a big bully who likes to take away your milk money. Remember the milk money? Man, I was, I was that bully. Man, I used to go, give me your nickel. I, I was, yeah, no, no. I collect nickels all week long, amen, and I go buy donuts on Friday for me. Windshields is right. I go to windshields, amen. Come on, he's, that's how the enemy is. He's like a, a big bully taking away your milk money. So if you don't put up a fight on Monday, guess what? On Tuesday, he's not looking for anybody else but you. Come on, he'll keep looking for you until you defeat him, until you stand up against him, until you root yourself and fight, church. Listen, if you don't stand up and fight, amen, on Monday and Tuesday, he'll come Wednesday, he'll come Thursday, he'll come Friday, he'll think about you all weekend long and come back after Monday for you. Woo, he's just thinking about you on Saturday and Sunday. There, there she is. Give me the milk money. No? You gonna fight? pretty calm if you're not going to fight. It's okay. Oh, that's the scary ones right there. <laughs> she go. <laughs> Ooh, she's confident. Come on. Go ahead. Make my day. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on. You got to be calm. That's good to have confidence like that. Right? Dirty Harry, he wasn't scared of nobody. Go on. Make my day. <laughs> Dirty Harry. Forget it. You guys are too young. Come on, baby. We're the same age. Come on. Come on. Help me out here. You got to make up your mind. You have to fight, church. You got to make up your mind and stand up one day. You may have to say, man, I'm gonna, I may get beat up, amen. It's going to be hard, amen. But I'm going to make up my mind and say, you're not going to take my milk money no more, devil. Get out. Get out. Get out. You may not want to fight, but you don't have an option. Sheesh. Oh, man, I'm mad now. I'm not mad at you guys. I'm mad at the devil. He's a punk. I'm not afraid to tell him he's a punk. Come on, you want to fight? Come on. You can come anytime. I'll fight you. Hallelujah. You don't have an option, church. Like I said, you don't get to choose your enemy. That's why Paul says in Ephesians 6 to put on what the full armor of God. That you'll be able to stand your ground the day of evil comes. When the battle comes, when your enemy comes to steal your harvest, then you can be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You have to understand, church, as Christians, we're not on our way to Disneyland. We're on our way to a battle. Come on, you didn't just join this church and say, hey, live happily after ever. No, no, we're here to fight. You just joined an army. Put it, here's, your, here's your equipment. Here's your armor. Let's fight. We have to fight together. Come on. We fight back to back. Amen. While you're fighting that enemy in the front of you, the enemy back here, my brother's fighting the enemy behind me. We got to surround each other, church. Fight for your harvest. Stay rooted and fight through. Last thing I want to talk about this morning. I'm going to try to get through this real quickly. Understand that the owner, we all know who the owner is, right? 
has more power than the thief. The owner has more power than the thief. This has nothing to do with how many hours you pray in tongues, how much you read your Bible, though all that helps. Come on, somebody. But whatever God gives you, whatever God opens the door to, you have right ownership to it. You have authority to possess it. If he opens a door for you, God opened it. So go possess it. You have authority to stand in it, church. Come on, whatever he gave you. Back in the garden, the enemy did not drive out Adam and Eve out of the garden. The enemy didn't have right to. Why? Because the garden was not his to give up, him to kick out. Are you following me, church? Come on. Satan didn't have the power to drive Adam and Eve out of the garden. He did not have ownership of the garden. You see, the enemy doesn't have power to steal the harvest that God has given you. He can't steal the harvest. He can only steal it if you choose not to defend it. You have to choose to defend, amen. Come on, it's not your harvest, amen. It's not his harvest. It's your harvest. God gave it to you. Somebody say, God gave it to me. The devil can't take what he didn't give, church. He will come to rob it, steal it. But you have to stand in place of ownership of it. And completely submit to God that he can't take it. Come on, if you stand and take ownership of what God has given you, say, God gave me this. You don't have ownership over this. This is, this is God's and God gave it to me. I'm going to defend this. Come on, can't, can't just give up on Mary. Oh, go ahead, take my wife, take my husband, take my kids. Take, 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 take my finances. Here, here, take all, take my health away. That's what we give him, church. And he'll keep taking whatever you give him. If you keep just giving up, forfeiting it, he just takes it. As soon as you stop praying, doing all that, he's taking stuff. He's a thief. He just keeps taking until you say, no, not no more. That's it. Get out. Give me back my stuff. You got to go get your stuff back. Come on. Get it. Come here. No, no, you can't. Come here. You can't have my wife. I'm not trying to take you, baby. I'm trying to take you back. Now she's fighting against me. You know, get out. I'll stay with him. Got to know your enemy, church. Got to know your enemy. Come on, somebody. James 4, 7 says this. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Because he has no authority over what God owns, church. But before you can resist the devil, James says in the beginning of the chapter 4, 7, says submit yourself then to God. You got to submit within your own mind. You gotta, you gotta come to the conclusion within yourself first before you even go to God. You gotta grab a hold of yourself. No, I'm not going there. I'm not doing that no more. God help me. And when he does that, then the devil flees. Come on, but it starts with you. Somebody say it starts with me. It has to start with you. You gotta make up your mind. God is all powerful. God is always there. Once you submit to God, then he comes in. But you have to make up your mind first to say, God, I need you. I don't want to do this no more. 
That's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. When he comes and he lives inside of you, he says, don't do that. You got to believe it yourself. I don't want to do it. I don't want to give in to this no more. God, help me. And he comes and the devil has to flee. He brings his angels. They start whooping them. Get out. Get. get. When you can't fight, the, the angels fight for you, church. Come on. They come for the rest. He has legions of angels just waiting. Come on. Just call on me, bro. Call on me, son. Call on me, daughter. I'll come. I'll, I'll release them. They're like, they're the angels of man. They're, 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 they're mean. They're, I mean, they're, the angels are not nice. When they're in battle, they fight. Come on, somebody. They know how to whip the devil. Amen. They know how to whip the, de- the demons. Amen. They're ready. Come on. Just let us loose. We, they just, Start whipping them. <laughs> Woo, sound effects and all. Come on. Listen, in the Greek, submit me demands action. It's a command. Submission is not the same as obedience. Come on. It's a surrender of one's will. So when you surrender, listen, it leads to obedience. That's why James says in verse 6, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So when we humble ourselves and put our pride aside and say, not my will, but thy will be done, then that's submission. And through that submission then comes obedience. Are you following me? Come on, we think we just need to simply obey. No, you need to submit. Then when you submit, then you can obey. You can't obey without submission, church. Some of us, we just try to obey on our own, our own will. Come on, somebody. It's not God's will. You got to submit to God's will first. Then you can do what you say you want to do for God. Are you following me? Somebody say good, 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 good teachings. Good teachings. Good <laughs> but you got to do your part. Somebody say, I got to do my part. It's up to you, church. That you keep the dust off your Bible. It's up to you that you keep seeking God on your knees. Amen. It's up to you that you keep praising God in your hearts. The Holy Spirit doesn't do that for you. You have to do it. you got to do your part. The financial problems that, that you're going through, the marriage problems that you're having, the troubles on the job, church, all can just be a distraction, amen, from something that's trying to get your attention, amen, and take your focus away to focus on the famine. Instead of the blessing. And while you're looking over here at the distraction, amen, over here, the enemy on the background, on the backside is stealing your harvest. You're distracted right here with that co-worker, with this and that, whatever's in front of you. And he's coming in and he's just stealing everything blind from you. Stealing your harvest. I'm here to remind you that the harvest belongs to you. The future belongs to you, church. And there's no devil in hell that can rob you from your destiny if you defend it. If you stand up and you believe that God is for you and not against you, then you win, church. The harvest is always for you. It's there. I'm going to grab it. I may not see you. I may see problems. I may see limitations. of. I may see lack of church. But I don't look what I focus. I don't focus on the famine. I focus on the destiny and the promises of God. I focus on those things that are out there that I cannot see, but I know they're there for me. And when you start to know by faith, and you're sowing in faith, and you have a right to reap those things out there, I'm going to reap my harvest. 
we're going to reap our harvest. Come on, I'm going to reap it. I'm going to go. This church is standing. It's not going nowhere. Come on, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. I'm going to defend. I'm going to defend. I'm going to fight every Amalekite, 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 whatever kite. They can all come, amen. I'm going to defend. I'm going to fight this harm, this ground. We have sown too long, 21 years to say, go ahead, devil, take it. Nope. No way. I'll fight for the church. I'll fight for you guys, but you're going to have to fight on your own. You're going to have to learn to defend your own harvest. I'm going to teach you that, to fight for what God has given you. Together, we need each other. Come on. Don't forfeit what God gave you. Do you know that this is what God gave you right here? This church, he gave it to you. It wasn't mine. It is not mine. It's not ours. This is yours. God brought it for you. He just used me and my wife to come bring it and to show you that God has something for you. You got to defend it. You got to fight for it. And when you don't defend it, you don't fight for it, you don't last here long. The enemy just stole, stole, and stole. God has stolen stuff from here. People have left and people have come back. Why? They wanted to find, make up their mind, defend. And you know what? I got to defend what's mine. But when we give up, we lose it all. We end up back to our mess, back on the streets, back doing what we used to do because you forfeited everything. You've got to defend your harvest, church. The Amalekites, they're out there. They're out there and they're waiting. Oh, the harvest is coming. They sense it. Oh, something's about to happen. So before it happens, let's, let's go in and just rough it up a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that, but sorry for those that did. <laughs> Too much fighting, amen. When I fight, I burp. <laughs> we got to defend, church. Defend your harvest. Somebody say Amen. You have to take ownership of what God has given you. And you got to tell the enemy, you're not stealing my milk money anymore. No way. Amen? Let's all stand up.